You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Marvel Cinematic Universe, there are over 20 different television series based on the comic company's characters, with more on the way. But long before their MCU offerings, Marvel tried several times to bring their characters to the small screen. Sometimes it worked, and sometimes it failed spectacularly. And no, that's not a Spider-Man joke. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 20th. And on this day in 1996, Generation X premiered. In the 90s, Marvel was looking to get back on television, as they hadn't really had anything on since Spider-Man and The Incredible Hulk, both of which had wrapped in the late 70s and early 80s. The idea behind using Generation X as a way back onto TV was to strike while the iron was still relatively hot. The Generation X comic, a spin-off of X-Men featuring teenage characters struggling with their mutant lives, had premiered just a few years earlier and was flying off the shelves. The live-action show was shot as a pilot, intending to launch a new series and hopefully several more series to follow. The pilot's plot used the same basic idea as the comic, following a team of young mutants at Xavier's school for gifted youngsters who are trained by two of the school's headmasters, Banshee and Emma Frost. The pilot begins with the recruitment of Jubilation Lee, a.k.a. Jubilee, who then meets the rest of the team, Skin, M, Mondo, and then two other people you've never heard of. We'll get there in a moment. Anyway, the young team goes up against a mad scientist, Dr. Russell Tresh, who is able to trap people in his dream dimension. All in all, a pretty reasonable plot for an ex-pilot, even if it's a pretty forgettable villain. But the story, dear listener, wasn't the problem. Find out what was in a few. Before we get into what went wrong, let's talk about what went right. There was some inspired casting. Emma Frost was played by Finola Hughes of Soap Opera and Staying Alive fame, who brought the right amount of sultry smugness to Emma Frost. Banshee was played by Jeremy Ratchford, who had voiced the animated version of Banshee on the successful X-Men animated series as a nice nod to the fans. And the villainous Dr. Tresh was played by Matt Frewer, who, let's face it, is just always fun to watch. It was filmed at Hatley Castle, right up there with Casa Loma, as the castle from every comic book show or movie. And that's about it. Just about everything else about the show was an unmitigated disaster. The show didn't have a lot of budget to work with, so two of the team members from the comic, Husk and Chamber, were replaced with brand new budget-friendly characters named Buff and Refrax. The tone for the show was all over the place, not helped by the fact that the look was, for some reason, heavily inspired by the recently released Batman Forever, right down to the crazy angles and neon lights, and the fact that Matt Frewer's scenery-devouring performance seems to be a one-to-one -one take on Jim Carrey's Riddler, with just a splash of Max Headroom. Oh, and speaking of tone problems, did I mention there's a scene in which the villain makes a boardroom full of people burp and fart uncontrollably? Yeah, it doesn't really match up with the high-stakes, angst-filled vibe of the rest of the show. As probably goes without saying, the pilot flopped. The pilot was reworked into a TV movie and broadcast as part of Fox Tuesday Night at the Movies, hoping to kick off a series of TV movies instead of shows. It didn't fare any better, and thankfully faded into obscurity. 
Marvel wouldn't return to the small screen until a decade later with Blade, and then nearly a decade after that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as part of the nascent Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of course, shows like Loki and Daredevil have proven incredibly successful, but next time you sit down to a Disney Plus Marvel show, just remember, Generation X ran so WandaVision could fly. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 20th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.